Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to open up our lives and minds with you. We'll share some of our experience as counselors, business owners, and most important of all, as everyday people. Hi, and welcome to Shrink Think. This is our podcast that explores the human experience from two therapists' perspective. We use a little humor and a lot of compassion to help you understand yourself and learn new ways of being. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, welcome to another episode of Shrink Think Podcast. We're excited to talk today about making space for other people in relationships. The last couple of episodes, we've been talking about respect in relationships. Uh, We've been kind of on this train here of going, I guess, from the least healthy, the most unhealthy, toward the healthier, the most healthy. And as we were talking last time about relationships that are generated from love or respect that is governed uh, from a place of love, we were thinking about, well, how do you do that? Like on a really practical level. I think that's where this episode came from, which we're calling making space for other people. The idea of loving somebody is not smothering them. You know, I I always like to talk about love from the point of view or the concept of, of mice and men. It's this old story from years ago, this book that came out years ago about this guy. I think his name was Lenny. Um, He's kind of like this. I'm pretty sure he has like some cognitive impairments. So he's not the brightest guy, Um, but he's super sweet and he loves, he just loves and he loves animals. And then he comes to love this little girl. And what ends up happening is he loves so much that he wants to hold them and squeeze them and touch them and cuddle them all over like the old Bugs Bunny cartoon. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that's where that came from, actually. Um, But this guy loves animals, but he's so afraid of letting them go that he squeezes them and literally like kills them. And when he comes to love this girl, his friend, George, maybe I think is the name, sees what's going on. He's got to put a stop to this. So anyway, the idea of love doesn't have to be this smothering love. And in fact, that's what we're going to talk about today is making space for somebody else is a form of love because it really does give a ton of freedom. And they can actually, the other person can actually stay close to you with all the freedom that you give them. So maybe you are the kind of person that people have told you you're hard to talk to, or maybe people have said that they don't really know you. Maybe you feel like you don't really know a lot of people very deeply. Maybe you don't feel very connected in your relationships, or you feel like people avoid you. If any of those are you, then this episode is for you. We're hoping you'll learn what is actually going on that's causing this, this stuff that we just talked about, and then what you can do about it. And our outline of the episode today, we'll talk about like what's happening from your point of view when you're making space for other people. What does it look like from their point of view when you make space for them? And then how can you be a better listener? All right, Nathan, you want to jump in and get us started? Oh boy. Boom shakalaka. Here we go, baby. So you've been told you're hard to talk to. All right, what does that look like? From the other person's perspective, maybe at first here. So from their perspective, you don't probably listen that well. And what that might mean is not that you're not hearing them, but you're not maybe responding to them or you're not responding to them in the way that's like, maybe you're just not nice. 
like the, the person wants to say more, but they don't because they're like, man, this guy's going to be rude. Um, I don't really want to, I don't really want to talk to him. The other thing is you could be not taking this person that seriously. And that could be you making jokes, like you make jokes about everything. And they're like, okay, but that's fine, except for now I'm being serious. I need you to actually listen. Maybe you are kind of there. You're not really even there. You are doing something else and you are telling the person to keep talking. And they are, they're like, okay, so they keep talking, but they don't believe for one second that you're actually catching anything that's going on. And um, I would say, as a side note, women, you ladies will do that. And honestly, your brains are different. You can pull that off, but I will just challenge you that the people that are talking to you don't feel listened to. You may be able to repeat back what they've said, but I'm just telling you right now, they don't feel listened to. Um, men, uh, you're missing it. <laughs> if, you're not, if you're not there listening, um, it's not happening, brother. So that's just a brain thing. So I, I kind of heard what you said, um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm not exactly sure. It was something helpful, I'm sure. Um, but I just wanted to say, interject <laughs> in the moment. <laughs> I mean, you just told me I'm not listening. So I'm like, all right, I'll just check out. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think there's another reason. Also, you talked about not being present or being rude, um, that sort of thing. I think also sometimes you might try to connect with other people and make it like tell stories or share information about yourself. And I think that can also like detract from the other person. So you might think that you're trying to connect with the other person by sharing a, something about yourself. But what it really comes across as is, wow, everything has to be about you. Like, can you just let it be about me? Ask me questions about me or let me talk or let me just be the one telling the story or sharing more information about what's going on. As we look at making space for someone else, from your point of view, what you're really doing is kind of none of what we just said. <laughs> like, just don't do that stuff. <laughs> Take a, a playbook from Bob Newhart's uh, playbook from that SNL and just stop it. <laughs> if you could, please. Um, no, I mean, it, making space for somebody else is really, I guess you could say it's kind of like withholding yourself, but it's not really. It's retracting yourself. It's stopping some of your impulses to respond like it's just leaving space for you to talk more it's leaving silence for the other person's thoughts maybe it is asking some questions but it's instead of questions that i just want like direct answers to i just want to know information that's asking the other person a question to get them to think more about it or it's asking them for information about what their process was like. You know, in the last episode, Nathan shared a story with his daughter where he was asking, you know, what was the process you went through to get there? Or what were you thinking when you made that decision? Or how did you come to that conclusion? Those kinds of questions are very open-ended, meaning they have no yes or no answer. They're just open for the other person to share about their process. And so if you're, if from your point of view, if you're asking these, you know, what was the process like or how did you come to those conclusion questions, you're just listening. You're letting the other person share about who they are, how they think, what they think about, why they think those ways, what's important to them, what their needs are. And what you're really doing also is making space for them to fill themselves with that space. And you're not jumping in, interjecting, oh, yeah, me too, even though that might be 
relevant or it might be helpful at times, when you do that, you're actually kind of filling that space with yourself again. And we're not saying that that's a bad thing to do. We're just looking at the point of view of if I'm going to make space for somebody else, then I need to kind of shrink down some of the space I'm making for myself. Yeah, a simple way to look at it is you want to be making space for other people. You don't go in and make space with other people for yourself. You make space. <laughs> you make space with. Sorry, go ahead. Can you say that again? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know that I could. <laughs> so no, you. You. A simple. Like yeah, it's funny. Oh, that's real simple, Nate. Simple way to look at it is that you are making space for other people, and then you're being present also. So it's. it's you. You have to be open. It's not that you're going in. Hey, let me talk to you. Let me, let's have this big conversation because you're just making space for yourself at that point. You really, it really doesn't matter whether or not this person is there or who's there. I got you. So it's, it, that's like the grand entrance. And then you have like a, a personality or a presence inside of it that's kind of larger than it really needs to be as opposed to what I think what you said was just you're being there with them. Right. You're saying like, hey, how are you? And you are now interested. <laughs> like You actually are coming from a place of presence in the conversation where you're interested and you're but you are intentionally drawing this other person in because you are actually just wondering how they are. Um in doing that, a lot of times these things happen the wrong way because maybe you don't really feel listened to very much. So somebody either asks you something or you want to share something and then you just take over the entire space and it doesn't really matter what the other person's saying. Yeah, I think as you're saying that, so when you ask a question like how are you doing, for example, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but we'll unpack this more today. When you're asking somebody a question like, how are you? Or what are you thinking? What went into your thought process? You know, whatever, those kinds of open-ended questions. What you really are trying to do is you're trying to find out new information about the other person maybe you didn't know. And that requires you to let go of any of your preconceived notions, your assumptions, your judgments, your expectations. And this goes especially for the people that you think you know really well. Because if I know you, Nathan, and I say, oh, you know, why did you decide to, you know, go out for drinks last night? Um, I might know why you do it, because it's the same reason you do it every time. But if I have that expectation, then I'm listening for a specific answer. And that means I'm filtering out other information that might be new, or maybe there's a, a different reason that you're going to share that I might be skipping over. And so I'm not really listening. And back to your other point, I'm not also fully present because I'm just kind of waiting for that answer that I'm looking for. But if I'm really open, if I'm letting go of those expectations, those assumptions, those preconceived ideas, I just want to know, like, is there something different about this time? Even if you do this, you know, every couple of weeks, was there something about this time that was particularly helpful for you or a specific reason why you wanted to go out for drinks this time? And you might actually come around and say, yeah, because we had, we had some podcast episodes that we needed to put some finishing touches on to plan for for our recording. And it wasn't just about hanging out or relaxing after a long week of work. Oh, that's new information. And then I might ask, oh, do you do that often? Or why did you decide to do that instead of just stay at the office and work on it? So part of what we're getting at here is asking the question means letting go of some of your own ideas of what you think the other person is saying and letting them tell you what they think they're saying or what 
their reasons are for what they're doing. And that's going to really challenge you as a listener. If that's me and you're telling me something, I might have an idea of what you're saying, but as I'm really, really listening, I am challenged because maybe I don't really understand. Maybe I think I have an idea of that, but I need to, I need to check with you. So I think you're saying this, is that right? And you might come back a time or two or even more where you're like, no, it's not quite right. That's not really what I mean. And so that really might be showing you that I am still shedding these preconceived ideas or these assumptions um, or even just a base of experience that I'm drawing from that I'm getting wrong because you come from a different base of experiences. And that's challenging for me to relate to. But if I can let go of my own experiences and really enter into your experiences, I can start to get an idea of like, oh, wow, I've never, wow, I can kind of relate to that, but wow, that must be really difficult or wow, I I don't have anything that's like that. Can you tell me what that's like for you? Give me something that might be relatable that I might be able to understand. That kind of thing is like entering into their experiences and letting them fill the space with themselves. And then you're just trying to understand and put on the same experience as though you can understand it. And that's called empathy. Yeah, you know, as you're, as you're mentioning those things, I was thinking, you know, if you've kind of at this point thought, man, I honestly don't know if I am a good listener, or maybe you don't know, maybe you don't honestly know whether you identify with this or not, you know, maybe ask, ask the important people in your life. Um, do you feel like you, that I listen to you? Um, might be like, if you just went, oh crap, um, <laughs> then, then probably there's something to it. If you don't want to know the answer to the question, maybe you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, the thing with myself is I have to be, I have to be honest with myself as a listener because we're trained in listening, right? And we're sitting here telling you how to do it. But at my house, when I come home, oh my, my goodness, my wife would be like, oh boy, you're going to talk about this. Uh, it's so, yes, I'm talking about that. This is happening. Um, but being honest with myself is to realize like when I'm tired, I come home and my brain is literally tired from asking questions and listening. I don't do a good job. There's a capacity for this. There just is. I mean, we kind of, as humans, we, we, you need to know when you're tired and it's okay to say like, I'm sorry, I really can't listen right now. I can't do it. I mean, I want to do it. I'm going to forget 60% of what you're saying. And that's going to sound like, (laughs) and that means I'm not listening. And it also means because I want to understand, can we just talk about this tomorrow type of thing or whatever it happens to be. And for those of you that struggle with different forms of anxiety, and I would even put in there ADHD, that kind of thing. Um, listening is actually very difficult. You have to be super intentional about it. And I've told people before, uh, it probably would be helpful if it's not too weird to take notes. I mean, especially if it's an ADHD type of thing, because usually in general, the family understands like this is a real situation. Yeah. On the other side of that coin, I know I have uh, some clients that are taking notes all the time and you can get, if you're not of the uh, ADHD flavor and you're using it more for kind of tracking information, I would say if that's you, then don't take notes because in essence, you might be gathering information, but you're not really listening. Maybe you're, you're listening to gather the information, but you're not really listening to understand, to enter into the experience of the other person. So from the other side of the coin, you know, it's, there's a different reason for not taking the notes. 
I think um, if we transition here to, okay, so what's happening from the other person's point of view? If you're able to really genuinely listen and make space for the other person, what does that feel like as a speaker? As, you know, if, if I'm making space for you, Nathan, doing all the things that we're talking about, I'm moving some of my own ideas aside, I'm checking myself and making sure, am I able to really be present with you? And can I give you my full attention or follow you into where, wherever you're at? If I'm doing that, what does that feel like to you compared with maybe what it feels like when most people do this, where they're maybe not quite making as much space? Yeah, the biggest piece of that that I think sticks out to me when people have done that to me, in other words, made the space, is I realize that, oh, you're asking. Like, you're actually asking. Like, you really want to know. <laughs> right. So um, I will talk uh, a bit more, which is probably why my wife doesn't ask me questions now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely have to be a little bit careful. It's like, how much time do I have? <laughs> how many stories can you fit in, in the next three minutes? <laughs> yeah. They're great when you've got the space, right? <laughs> right. Well, and I'm thinking in terms of like, sharing some ideas when I've had people will say like, well, what do you really think about that? Um, and then they're asking more, the questions become more detailed. And then I realize, oh, you really are paying attention. And when the question's more detailed for me, I realize sometimes like, I actually don't know what I think about that. I'm not totally sure. And now I get to process, I get to think about that. And that I think becomes a shared experience, actually, that's going on in that moment. Yeah, when you were talking about asking those what and how questions in the last episode, I was thinking when people ask me those kinds of questions, they can be really challenging. I wouldn't say that they're necessarily probing or digging. They're just curious. They might ask a question. I'm like, oh, man, yeah, how did I come to that conclusion? What was, what was it about that that was so important to me that made me decide this or to say this. And now I have to kind of like, you know, explore myself and say, what what was that? But that's cool because it's like I get to know myself a little bit better through this conversation and you're we're sharing that experience. You're not trying to get me to go anywhere or do anything with it. You're just really being open to whatever it is. And then I might say, well, I don't know. I, I, I guess I'd have to think about that. Or maybe I do share, you know, I, this was really important to me and that's why I did this. And I guess I didn't really realize that. And as I share that, you might just join me in that and say, wow, that's really cool. I can see how that would mean a lot to you because I know this about you. That to me, when somebody makes that kind of space for me, I feel very free to be open and say whatever I'm going to say open to process things, open to share things without fear of your reaction because you're not really you're not really reacting. You don't have an agenda. You just want to know, you just want to understand and you just want to connect. I'm thinking too. Um <laughs> this is uh, this is going to be a way for some of you out there to save a lot of money. Um you know, for some of you folks that are you're going to counselor weekly because honestly no one else actually listens or cares and and that, that is a significant situation. A lot of what's happened in counseling over the years, why people go as often as they go, is because no one else in their life listens to them. And if you're a person who's like paying that bill and goes, wait a minute, you mean to tell me like, yeah, if you were to listen to them, it could save you $100 or more a week, <laughs> you know, type of a thing. Like, 
Oh, wait a minute. Not to my clients, though, because I'm going to need a new car in the next few days. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he is honest, and I've made a lot of space for him to share on this episode. <laughs> this is what you get. <laughs> No, but really, I, I, that's a really good point because ultimately, I mean, you know, there are some things that we can do. We, we reflect back to people that are sitting across from us. I mean, it's not just making space and being silent, but it's asking some of those questions. It's then also reflecting some of those things back of like, oh, it sounds like this, or um, is this what you're saying? And to make sure that you are really understanding who the, the person is. And then over time, as you make that kind of space, and that is a normal part of your relationship, what you end up doing is when somebody says something, you can comment of like, oh, yeah, I, I can see why you would say that because you're this kind of a person or this is really important to you. I'm reflecting that I've listened like this over a period of time and I really know you. And that's amazing to hear when you're on the other side, because when somebody can say, oh, that must have been so hard. I know how important it is for people to respect you. And so when somebody disrespects you, that really, really angers you or whatever. To hear somebody say that to you is like, wow, yeah, you're exactly right. As opposed to like, oh, that sucks. Or like, oh, what a jerk. I can't believe that person would do that. I mean, that's, those things are fine and that's true. But that doesn't really connect on that deeper level. It doesn't really make the kind of space that we're talking about for the other person to really, truly be seen. It just shows what happened in the scenario, not who you are as a person. So when I can see that, oh, you're somebody who really values respect and you get angry when you're disrespected, that feels more like a personal being known or a personal being seen. Yeah, that whole idea of being known, every single human needs to be known. And in our previous episodes, particularly the one with fear, what's happening there is that the person's being controlled. They're not being known. Who they are really doesn't matter. It's what they are doing that matters. And so oftentimes, if you've had more of a relationship that has been built a bit more manipulation, distance, and cold, being a bit more fear-based, this is going to be hard to work through because now you're going to try to like work from a construct of being known and making space to be made known. The other person is not going to be anticipating that. They're going to be anticipating that somehow this is a different thing in which you're going to somehow control or manipulate them, and they're going to be skeptical. And I would encourage you to highlight that you're, that you're going to be different. I would probably, you know, we've done some episodes on relational repair with forgiveness and those types of things. But to be able to say to them, like, hey, I need to, I need to ask for your forgiveness. I've just realized that I have been really moving more from a place of fear in whenever I talk with you or whenever I listen to you. So a lot of times I haven't been listening to you. And I actually haven't cared what you've had to say, but it's not because I don't care about what, what you have to say. It's just because I was just self-absorbed and I want to be different and I want to know you, which is why I'm with you. And I'm hoping that you'll allow me to be able to get to know you. I'm just trying to give you a flavor of how that would look. So you can set a marker for how to be different. Yeah. And just to close up this episode here, I, I really like that because in a lot of ways, what you're saying is, and this is what happens when you make space for somebody else to be seen and known, and you're with them like that, it impacts you. It changes you in a really good way. Because when I, when I see who you are and I value you, I can't help but be a certain way with you. Like I was talking about, you know, you're somebody who wants to be respected and you get angry when you're not respected. That changes me on the other side of the relationship because if I'm making that space for you, 
I know how important that is for you. And if I see you and care about you in that way, then I want to be respectful toward you as much as I can. And I'm going to be mindful and sensitive in ways that I might be disrespecting you. I might even ask you at times, hey, I'm really sorry if that came across disrespectfully. Because of that, you're going to be more known and I'm going to interact with you differently in our relationship. And that's going to take us to a much deeper level of intimacy and connection that is really wonderful. And, you know, I talked about having the freedom in a relationship like this. When you give somebody the freedom to just be themselves, there's so much that you can do and be inside of that space that's so awesome together that you can actually make some mistakes about like being disrespectful because you know that the other person sees you and is going to take some responsibility and make those relationship repairs like you're talking about. So it's, there's more, much more margin. You could say like there's many more deposits that get built up because you're seen and known and you've made space for the other person. Even if you were going to bring up something that happened where you felt disrespected, you know that I, I'll make space even for that. For your negative feelings, your upsetness with me to talk about because you know I'm going to see you and understand you and address those things with you. So we hope that by listening to this episode that you've got a, a decent idea about what it means to make space for somebody else and really how challenging that is for you. And we want to encourage you to do the things that Nathan was talking about to challenge yourself to be a better listener, to see your own needs, to see the needs of other people, to make sure that you're in a position uh, mentally, emotionally, to be able to listen and to be present with other people. And to, you know, if you want to practice this, talk to a therapist and, and ask, am I a good listener? Or ask your friends, am I a good listener? Will you help me be a better listener? We all need to be listened to and to be known. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.